Today on our broadcast of Wisdom for Living, I want to answer the question, uh, does anyone have problems with interference from in-laws? Uh, you know, in-laws can become outlaws uh, if our priorities are not set in order. Tune into today's broadcast. We'll give you the answer that will set things in order in your life. Welcome to Wisdom for Living with Greg Moore. Join with Greg as he shares truth from the Word of God that will help you grow in wisdom and successfully navigate a balanced life with family, marriage, finances, and relationships. And now, here's Greg. I want to welcome you today to Wisdom for Living, when we're going to continue teaching along the lines of building a successful marriage, how to have a marriage that lasts, how to divorce-proof your marriage. Uh, if you've got anyone if you that who desires their marriage to improve, uh, if you desire your marriage to improve, or you know any friends, family members uh, who are struggling in their marriage relationship, uh, man, I really encourage you to uh, reach out to them, have them tune into these broadcasts because I know we're going to be sharing some things that will uh, helpful tools that will equip uh, people to uh, build on the marriage that they have, but also to uh, uh, to uh, restore a the love, uh, the God kind of love it takes for a marriage uh, to last. And so. Uh, before I get into the message today, I want to tell you another funny. This is called Think Before You Leap. His request approved. The Fox News photographer quickly used a cell phone to call the local airport to charter a flight. He was told a twin-engine plane would be waiting for him at the airport. Arriving at the airfield, he spotted a plane warming up outside a hangar. He jumped in with his bag slammed the door shut, and shouted, Let's go. The pilots taxied out, swung the plane into the wind, and took off. Once in the air, the photographer instructed the pilot, Fly over the valley and make low passes so I can take pictures of the fires on the hillsides. Who or why, asked the pilot, because I'm a, I'm a photographer for Fox Cable News, he responded, and I need... To get some close-up shots, the pilot was strangely silent for a moment. He finally stammered, So what you're telling me is you're not my flight instructor? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Praise God. You want to uh, make sure you, you think before you leap. On <laughs> That's the moral of that story. So, you know, we began to talk last time uh, about the kind of love that lasts, uh, how to how to uh, establish love that that will cause a marriage to last, and we shared with you about the four different kinds of love. Now you don't need to worry about memorizing the Greek words uh, that I shared with you, but just just to know this that you know the English word love is is just very loose. It's not something that um, it, it, the, the meanings are so different. You know, uh, if you say, I love God and I love my husband or I love my children, and then and with the same word we say, I love ice cream or I love pizza or I love, you know, steak. Well, listen, you know, I hope you love your wife 
your husband, your children, and, and God more, on a greater level, a deeper level uh, than, than pizza. And so, so this really causes some confusion in, with, with people because, you know, I can, we counsel, my wife and I have counseled couples for years. Uh, we've spent time with them and, and you know, the one, you know, that one, one of the spouses said, well, I really love my husband or I really love my wife. But really a lot of people when they're saying uh, what, the, what, the, what love means to them is, and what love means to the other person, it's two different things. Many times what people are saying is, you know, I love what love does for me when they say, they say they're in love. And when you, so the, the kind of love that lasts is the God kind of love that only those of us who are born again can give. If you're not saved, if you're not born again, you don't know Jesus. Uh, you don't have that nature on the inside of you. It's impossible for you to love unconditionally. But once you are born again, the Bible says God so loved that He gave. And that word is the word agape. And then He tells husbands, husbands love your wives, agape your wives, even as Christ loved the church. And God commended His love toward us, Romans 5, 8, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So that's the kind of love. That, that's a, an unconditional commitment that's not based on the response of the one that you're loving. It's, it's, and that's the kind of love when, when you say your marriage vows or when you said your marriage vows, that's the kind of love, that's the kind of commitment that we're saying. When you're saying for better or worse, for richer or poor, in sickness and in health, uh, and, and a lot of times that's gone out the window now, people writing their own vows and, 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 and those vows basically if you listen to them they're based on emotions you know it's how i feel about you and you know and you know your eyes are so beautiful and i love it when you the way you look at me when i look at you and and all of these things and that's all good that's part that's part of the relationship of love but listen that's not a love that lasts um if you if your love is based on you know uh, so, so on feelings and those kinds of things. It's not going to last. But the kind of love that lasts, the kind of love that will never find its way to a divorce court is agape love. So the four different, there are four different Greek words that are translated in English, love. And each of them means something a little different. Agape love is unconditional love. That's the kind of love that will cause uh, a marriage to last. Then there's phileo love, uh, P-H-I-L-E-O. It it's just where we get the word Philadelphia. Uh, means brotherly love. It's mutual love. It's I scratch your back, you scratch mine. We have mutual things that we like together to do together and so on. But then uh, then there's stergo love, which is that, that is simply hugging, affection, and kissing. And then there's eros which is a sexual attraction or sexual love and physical relationship. Well, well, listen, a good marriage, you need, you need all four kinds of love. But uh, I want to encourage you today. 
someone's watching and there's not much there's there's not much phileo love going on in your marriage relationship today like there once was there's certainly not much stergo hugging affection and kissing and there's almost no eros going on well listen you can change all that with agape you can change all that you can go back you can restore all that with agape love and i just encourage you uh to uh you know to to get into the word of god and meditate on this this is the kind of love that lasts now the second thing i want to principle that i want to share with you about keys to building a successful marriage are understanding priorities priorities that build a successful marriage uh, matthew matthew 19 and verses 3 through 8 is Jesus' response to Pharisees looking for permission to divorce. It's also in Mark chapter 10, Matthew 19 and uh, verses 3. The Pharisees uh, also came to him, testing him and saying to him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? And he answered and said, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? And it's male and female, folks, that, that uh, God created for marriage. By the way, it's right here. And he said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they too shall become one flesh. Uh, so then they are no longer one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let not man put asunder. And they said to him, well, Why then did Moses command to give a certificate of divorce? to put her away. And he said, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, permitted you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. So Jesus, you know, here these Pharisees uh, were looking for permission uh, from Jesus and using the law as an excuse to divorce their wives and trade them in on another model. And Jesus referred them to God's first words about marriage from Genesis 2.24, that a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and they'll be one flesh. So the process involved in the covenant of marriage, first of all, is leave uh, and leave father and mother. And that means to abandon, to refuse, to forsake, to leave behind. Now, I understand we're supposed to honor father and mother, but here it tells you, you got. if you're going to have a good marriage relationship, you, you have to leave them behind. And then cleave, uh, you cleave to your wife. That means to pursue hard or cling to, abide fast to, or stick like glue. And then the, and they too will become one flesh. That means united, uh, altogether committed, and first. I am only an altogether committed to this person and to and and no no one more than him or her that's what marriage a successful marriage is about she's my first uh head and shoulders above every other person in my life and so you know what i want to talk to you about today about is this is this is one of the major problems in marriages is people have their priorities all messed up they don't have relationship priorities in order 
They don't have the priorities of, of life in order. And you can't have a successful marriage relationship if your priorities, priorities are out of whack. If, you're, if you value, if, you, if the husband is valuing something, uh, a relationship, a, a career, a hobby, more than his wife. That, that's, Houston, we've got a problem. If the wife is valuing her children more than her husband, Houston, we have a bigger problem. And, or your parents. Um, the, these, are, these are challenges we have, to, we have to identify. So then they're no longer two but one flesh. What God has joined together, let no man separate. So translated, it means this. Your, your former priority system and desires go out the window and, and your wife or your maid is first now after the Lord. Therefore, O married one, what God has joined together in your marriage covenant, be certain that you do, you do not tolerate any other human being or any other priority to separate that relationship or to place room or space between you. There's two important questions we need to ask ourselves when, we, when we're addressing these priorities. Is who or what are you cleaving to? What, what, what you cleave to most has the greatest opportunity to cause separation or place room between you and your spouse. And who or what is making the greatest uh, emotional deposits in your, in, in your emotional bank? You know, husbands and wives are responsible to feed each other spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And if there's any emotional space uh, between you and your spouse, there's going to be a disconnect between you that's going to create uh, hardness of heart. It's going to create distance, hardness of heart, unforgiveness, uh, bitterness, and all of these things. So first of all, um, there's a strong indication that you're receiving emotional deposits from someone else first besides your mate um, if, if you've allowed space between in your relationship. You know, whether it's a project at work, whether it's your employer or co-worker's praise, whether it's your best friend, your BFF, whether it's a flirtatious relationship, a child, a parent, grandchildren, charity work, a ministry, whatever it is. Uh, all those things are all those things are appropriate, but it's not appropriate for those things to uh, create space between your relationship with your spouse. And we need to realize this is, listen, we, we need to begin to make deposits again in our in in our our mate's emotional bank, and then you you can then make withdrawals. If you're not making deposits, you're not going to be making withdrawals. It's not going to work well. So here are priorities that the here are the priorities that I want to share with you that will strengthen your marriage bond. And and you need to you may want to write these things down. I'm going to give you seven priorities that will strengthen your marriage bond. You need, as long as you have these in order, then you can enjoy all of them. Uh, the moment one of these priorities gets out of order, 
it will always try to go to the top. And whatever you allow to go to the top can cause you to lose everything in between. So first of all is your relationship with God. God had a relationship with Adam before He ever created Eve. And so Jesus is and must remain our first love. Remember in Revelation chapter 2, He said, I've got this. He talked about to the church at Ephesus. He said, I have this against you that you've left your first love. Remember from where you're fallen and repent. So Colossians 1.18, Jesus is the head of the body, the church, who's the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things He might have the preeminence. So Jesus, is, Jesus has got to be first. Um, you know, I love Jesus more than Janice. I love Janice more than my four children and 12 grandchildren. I love my four children and 12 grandchildren more than I love you. And, and, and so on. If you keep those in order, you know, you can, you can have a great, strong relationship. But, you know, if you allow something to come in between, it's going to create your marriage relationship to diminish. It'll cause hardness of heart. It'll cause distance. It's what Jesus was rebuking the Pharisees about. You know, keep Jesus number one. My fellowship with the Lord comes first. In fact, my relationship with God and your relationship with God will help you to know how to minister to your spouse. You don't understand them. You're not, you, don't, you don't get them, whatever. Well, God does. And if you put Him first, He's going to download in you what your mate needs. And, you know, for, for those of you who are single, uh, the number one can the number one condition to find your mate is you want somebody who loves Jesus more than you. It's not all this big list that you have. You've written out, you know, they've got to be tall, handsome, all this stuff. You know, the bottom line is you need to know the heart of that person. And the, the first condition about someone for you to marry, it needs to be someone that you know that loves Jesus more than you. If they love Jesus more than you, then Jesus is going to Jesus will teach them how to love you and how to take care of you. The second priority is your relationship with your spouse if you're married. Look at, look at the beginning to discover God's order of things. First it was Adam and God, then it was Adam and Eve. And the Lord said it's not good that man should be alone. I'll make him a helper comparable to him. The being that God says is appropriate for man is woman your wife. Um, your mate is your number two priority in life. Not your job, not your career, not your ministry, not your children, not your dog, not, not your cat, not your hobby. God, God told your children to leave one day. He didn't tell your mate to leave. And they're going to leave. That shows you that your, your children can't be, uh, you can't be more important than your relationship with, with, your, with your mate. Marriage is the first ins institution that God created, and it's the first relationship after His relationship with man. And there's no higher relationship than the marriage covenant. Not parents, not children, not best friends, not anyone, not anyone except the Lord. And if you want wisdom and success in life regarding 
uh, your marriage relationship. It's got to be that Jesus is number one and your spouse is number two. And you have to guard that. You really do have to guard that. Uh, thirdly, if you have children, your third priority is your relationship with your children. You know, I shared, I love Jesus more than Janice. I love Janice more than my uh, four children and, and, uh, and 12 grandchildren. Well, why, why is that? God, again, God commanded your children to leave one day. He didn't command your, your mate to leave. So, you know, I, but now I love my children more than I love my career or my ministry. And your children are the most valuable and precious relationships that you have after the Lord and after your spouse. And people, especially your family, are all you can take to heaven with you. Don't make your children have to compete with your career for your time. Don't make them have to compete with your career for your, for your time. Now, knowing and applying this order of priorities in, in your family, that doesn't produce insecurity with your children for them to know um, that you love your spouse more than them. It, it actually produces security and peace. And until you have children, the number four priority becomes number three, number five becomes number four, and so on. So the number four is your occupation or career. Well, why would you say that ahead of parents? Because sometimes it, it, as, it, as your occupation and career pertains to taking care of number two and number three, your spouse and, and your children, then God commanded us to work. And, and with every command comes the ability to perform that. And you can't allow parents or others uh, to get in the way of that because that's part of your commitment to your, uh, to, to your family. And I, I remember early on in my career, God showed me that I was sacrificing my family on the altar of my success in business and ministry. And I just made a decision. I'm not going to sacrifice my family on the altar of the ministry. Uh, they're going to, they're, they're going to, I'm going to give them special ways that they can communicate with me and let me know that um, they need me anytime they need me. Then number five is your relationship with your parents. And the Bible certainly commands us to honor our parents throughout our lives in Ephesians 6, 2 and 3 and Matthew 15. Uh, but it also says to leave and cleave. And so your parents are going to take the biggest hit on your priority list after you're married. They, they drop three places. And mama doesn't normally like to take this lower place in, in your life in the new priority list. Well, you need to let mama suffer. <laughs> you just need to let mama suffer. And then for Lord, listen, do not, do not, do not move close to mama. And, and if, if you're watching me, mama, if you're, if you're watching me, cut the apron strings and let baby go. Don't be talking to them on the phone every day or three or four times a day. Let, let them have their own life. Make, make your marriage relationship the priority over your parents. And, you know, and then and then listen, don't compare your spouse with your parents or, or, uh, or make them feel like they have to compete with your parents. Stand up and support your mate 
before your parents and leave no question in their mind, you know, who's more important to you. You can still honor your parents and even take care of them financially to some degree by keeping these priorities right. You, you cannot live your life to please your parents, you know, or allow them to live vicariously through you. Now, you know, I'm not going to spend a lot of time with the next two priorities. It would be the next two would be your church family or extended family and friends. And thank God for covenant friends, but you can't allow your friends to become greater than, than your marriage relationship. And then finally is hobbies, possessions, and pleasures. You know, uh, it's, there's nothing wrong with a hobby. There's nothing wrong with, you know, pleasures. There's nothing wrong with possessions. But they have to stay in order. If you keep God first, your mate second, your children third, your career next, your parents next, then your extended family and friends, and then your hobbies, possessions, and pleasures, uh, your life will be in order. You'll build a strong marriage that will last. Um, you know, then anything that tries to get out of line, again, it'll go to the top. Keep your priorities in order, and you can enjoy all of, the, all of these things. And I'm just praying for you today. If anything's out of order, that God show you that. And then you go to your mate and talk to them about it. And you guys set things in order so that your marriage is successful and strong. God bless you. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's broadcast of Wisdom for Living. Today's teaching, Building a Successful Marriage, is available in a five-part CD or DVD album or on a USB flash drive containing both audio and video. Go to gregmore.com and order your copy today. Hey, today I want to uh, encourage you to go online to uh, gregmore.com and order our product of this series, either a CD, DVD, or USB of building strong marriage, building a su successful marriage. And if you'll order that, I'm gonna give you a free copy of my CD series, uh, Healing for the Brokenhearted. Uh, you know, you go through, many people go through life and they go through loss, uh, relationship breakups, uh, challenges like this. And in this series, we talk about how to process your loss and let God heal your heart so you can have a successful relationship. So uh, check that out, purchase that. I'll send this to you uh, free of charge. God bless you. Today, when you order Building a Successful Marriage in either CD, DVD, or USB, Pastor Greg will give you a free copy of his teaching, Healing for the Brokenhearted. In this two-part audio series, Pastor Greg shares how the Lord helped him receive healing from a broken heart. If you have ever experienced loss, betrayal, or false accusation by someone close to you, then you need to get Healing for the Brokenhearted today. What God has done for Pastor Greg, he will also do for you. Go to gregmore.com and get your free copy of Healing for the Brokenhearted when you order Building a Successful Marriage today. Remember, you can order resources or partner with our ministry at gregmore.com or by writing to us at P.O. Box 7702, Woodland Park, Colorado 80863. We look forward to hearing from you today. Join us again tomorrow for more Wisdom for Living.
you feel lonely in the relationship. Uh, it's like your husband's at home, but he's not really there. He's not really connecting with you. Well, listen, I, I'm, I speak over you the grace of God, freedom uh, to see your husband through God's eyes and to love him, uh, to, to restore agape love in your heart for him and to forgive him. That's tomorrow on Wisdom for Living.